Everybody, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Coming to you on a hump day. That's right, hump day. I'm, of course, your host, David on Point Huffman. Right there is my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. Welcome into the show. Uh, today, we're bringing you the crossover. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on all the platforms, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, please check us out. I've also shared the StreamYard link into all of the places. So if you want to join us to talk a little bit of basketball, uh, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls. We're going to talk about the Kevin Durant injury. We're going to be talking about those all-star voting return. And then we're going to do a little bit of GOAT talk, a staple of this show. Uh, if you're new to here, um, please like, share, subscribe. Also, we are also now on uh, – we are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Um, so if you miss one of our live broadcasts, you can go back and watch on the, that platform. I have shared the link 
to all of those places already in the chat there. Uh, TJ, welcome into the show. Um, how are you, my friend? Happy hump day. Hey, David. <sighs> so you're doing well? I don't, know if, I don't know what that means, man. <laughs> no. All right, for sure. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into some basketball stuff. So we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls, Kevin Durant, and we're also going to talk about those all-star voting, as I talked about earlier in the show. So let's get into the very first topic, with is the title of the show, Who Are the Chicago Bulls? Uh, the Bulls starting to turn things around, as TJ talked about when we talked about them about a month ago, maybe-ish, three weeks ago. Uh, winning cures a lot of your ails when you're the Chicago Bulls and any team really in the NBA. Um, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. They've won eight out of their last 11 games. Uh, that includes wins over Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Utah, and Milwaukee. And the, what's different about this team than the team that last year that ended up making the playoffs at the sixth seed? They're beating those top flight teams in the Eastern Conference. They're beating those Milwaukee teams. They're beating Philadelphia. They're beating Brooklyn um, as they really struggled against those teams last year. They're still coming up short against Boston, uh, but Boston is just a – and they were only down by a few points up against Boston with two minutes left in the game, and then the flood gets kind of open there. Uh, they're currently against Boston. Yeah. You know, we we don't play Boston no more this season. We played all four games. We went two and two. We went two yeah. and two against Boston. Not bad. So. Uh, they're the tenth seed in the Eastern Conference right now at nineteen and twenty-two. They're currently beating the Washington Wizards, and Zach Levine has been an op- absolute tear. Uh, he's averaging about twenty-three points a game, but over the last ten, averaging twenty-eight points per game, including a forty-one piece against Philadelphia. So who are the Chicago Bulls? Are they more the team that we're seeing right now over the last eleven games? Or are they the team that we saw over the first 30? It's a combination of a little bit of both. You want to be more of the team that you've been the last month or so. And a lot of it was Zach Levine's health, like his knee. Like he's finally he's finally feeling like himself. I, I, and you kind of started to see it during the first stretch. Like when he played that first back-to-back, and he struggled. I'm like, I don't care that he struggled. I'm, I just care that he was out there and he played because that's a good sign. Now it's like it's not even a question of, of him playing back-to-backs anymore. Um, it's not just him. Vucevic is, I think, top five in double-doubles. I mean, he's At, always been a double-double machine. I mean, he gets a lot of hate for a guy who's been pretty good in Chicago, for real. <laughs> right? Like, 19 and 11 is – not trash, bro. Like that no, is not. not like, but his his, his fit top. his fit in this offense has always been kind of wonky, uh, because of Demar Derozan's role in this team. You know, he's kind of you know, like they expect him to be out there spacing the floor. That really never. I know he's a decent three point shooter, but he's a back to the basket center. And there, because of the way their offense is structured right now, it, they just you don't really have his his fit in this offense is strange. I, I you know, it's really not. They just go away from it, like. First things first, like what they really should do is play through him on the block, go inside out because he's a he's a willing passer. He's a willing passer. Like he's not a black hole. He's not a if you dump it if you dump it down to him, you're not going to get the ball back. No, he's a willing passer. He's a. I mean, he's got three assists already in the game tonight. Uh, He's averaging three assists per game for his for the season Uh, over the last ten. Uh, averaging about, yeah, three assists a game. So, I mean, he's a willing guy passer. I mean, over the last 10 games, he's averaging 17 and 12, um, shooting at oh. 41%, 42% from the three-point line. So. And I know the I know the name of the game is three-point shooting nowadays, but on, on, on most days, 
when you get off to a slow start and the three-point shots aren't falling. Me personally, if I was a coach, I give my team four. I, I give my team four threes. The first four threes. Like if you, if, if we start the game and we go zero for four from three to start the game, all right, dump it down, dump it down, get a basket, get, like get a basket. We gotta, we like not just we gotta see the ball go in the basket. We gotta see that as a team. We have to see that, and that's where you. That's where he comes in. Dump it down to him. Let him get some low post touches because once they start to cave in on him, like I said, he'll kick it out to the open shooters and whatnot. It's not and Pat Williams is like he stepped up. He had a good game against Philly. He had another I, I think he had a solid game against um Utah. It just got overshadowed because Laurie Markinen just dumped uh, he, everybody. He, he, only, he, he had a good game against Philadelphia, he had a good game against Brooklyn. Um he's been He's averaging so averaging for the season. He's averaging nine points, basically ten points a game, uh, four rebounds and one assist. Uh, over the last ten, he's averaging eleven, five, and basically basically one assist. Uh, yeah, he only had seven games in that game against Utah. Uh, was not really all that good in that game. To be totally honest with you, shoot the ball too well, but it's the fact that like he's shown like instances like yo he can when he really puts his mind to it and he's aggressive. Like that that third quarter against Philadelphia, he scored sixteen points. I mean, he should be a matchup problem for a lot of teams in the NBA. I mean, he can he's a he's a big a big guard, a big wing, can handle the basketball a little bit, six seven, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Like, you know, if he could develop a little more of a post game. Yeah. If he could develop a little more of a post game, man, he'd be really something nasty. Uh, but yeah, he's too he's too lactic days ago sometimes when you watch him play on the at times. It's he doesn't. Like he doesn't. Like, he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct that you look for. Uh, well, it's it's it, you got to put yourself in his situation. Like, okay, I'm on a team where I'm not. I'm not even the third option. I, I yeah, but you, I mean, he's, he was drafted. I'm not. I, I'm not getting ISO calls. I'm not getting plays ran for me. My ability to. But I, but I think if you know if he was showed more potential in practice, I think they'd run more stuff. How do we him. know? How do we? Know but we that? obviously, obviously, we don't. We don't know. I'm just not saying, watching I, their practices. We're not you're right. There. I'm not. You're right. I'm not. But I think if they were seeing that stuff in practice, I think they would go to it more often. I mean, I think the, I think the wake up call for him was when he got benched. Like he had a like he had a terrible stretch, and he, Billy Donovan benched him. And he like, yeah, I saw it coming, and it's on me to play better. And ever since that, he's been in the starting lineup. Ever, ever since that, he's played better. He's been back in the starting lineup. Yep. So it really is like it, it at some point it is, it is on the player and he's played better. And again, patient, like Stacey King said it the other day, like you have to be patient with some of these, with some of these younger guys. Right. I mean, not uh, everybody comes out of the gate and is like, you know, Benedict Matherin, like where he just blows up in the, the first like, season. Right, hit, like hits the ground running. Like it, it takes. Not, not everybody is going to be Luka Doncic. Like a, that's the same draft class, right? No, Luca, no, it's Luca, the it's it, no, it's the it's the eight and drive class. No, it's not. It's hold on. Is Lamelo Ball? It's the Lamelo Ball draft class. Anthony Edwards draft class. Yeah, for Patrick Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's that draft class. So if you if you look at that, it's yeah. Not everybody's gonna be that. Like not everybody's gonna be Anthony Edwards. Not everybody's gonna be a Lamelo Ball. Like you look at a James Wiseman who went what second. Yeah, he went second overall. Correct. Correct. He can't even he can't even stay on the main roster with the Warriors. It's true, right? So it's 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 patience. Like you you got to express that and like 
I understand, you know, some of the frustration, right? But you got it's a, it's a give and take. Be patient with me, and then and at the end, I will I will reward you for being patient, right? It took what's his name? It took Andrew Wiggins what eight years to find some footing. Well, nine years. Andrew Wiggins was always a productive basketball player. He just put up empty numbers on a bad basketball team. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best ref, like a best comparison here, um, because and, and he no, was no, always no, no, no. But you don't if like if if you feel that way about a player, you don't move off of him. You don't do that. I mean, true. I mean, but I, I think he's he, he is stealing in Minnesota. Uh, I think that's why they moved on because he was productive there. Let's not pretend like he wasn't. Put it this way, Timberwolves fans were not sad to see him gone. It's true. It's true. He put up a lot of gaudy, empty numbers. I mean, he averaged like 20 points a game his first like five seasons, dude. Like he was a productive player. At some, he just wasn't what people thought he was going to be because he got anointed like the chosen one, and that he fell. He fell kind of short of those expectations, and that's why they traded him away. And he was on a bad contract at the time they traded him. And to your point about playing the upper echelon, so the teams like even. Even when they lose to some of those top teams, it's not a blowout. It's competitive at times, right? Like yep. all like the Phoenix game is what you call it a an exception because like Phoenix isn't good right now either. But you yeah, lose, like you said, like bad four and fourteen in the last eighteen games. Like you lost again. Like you pointed out, you lost to Boston the other day. Boston didn't pull away until about thirty Two seconds minutes. left in that game. It was it was it was a one on one ninety nine game with like thirty seconds left, and then Al Horford hits the dagger three in the corner off a double team from Jason Tatum. All right, so the final score was one oh seven nine. Well, it was like one oh seven ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, that didn't that didn't happen to like the final seconds of the game. And Andre Drummond's been pretty solid for them since they signed him in free agency. He's been a pretty solid fit Drummond, for this team. Andre Drummond is easily a walking double double off here. I've seen him getting 10, 12 rebounds in six like in limited minutes. <laughs> he doesn't even and have like, to try. Rebounds just he doesn't even have like... to try, bro. Like it's just <laughs> it's just Jesus Christ, bro. Like it's like it is what it is. Like Kobe White is like he's shooting a little better. It could always be better, but he's better than what at the start of the season. Um what you call it? Um Caruso is back from his injury. Io's playing better. Like everybody's playing better. And again, like the whole blow it up talks. There no more. I mean, I, no I, more. I I still think as we get closer to the trade deadline, there'll still be those conversations. But um, I mean, we're gonna do a buy or seller show next week um, when we talk about you know the teams that are potentially going to be buyers and teams that are going to be sellers when we get to closer to the trade deadline as we're only a few weeks away from that you said um, like they're what are they, they they're tenth right now so they'd be in the play and that's correct what two or three games out of the sixty yeah they're only they're only four they're only four games back of the pacers in the sixth seed and pacers i think are still overshooting their coverage um i still i i'm just i mean maybe they're back i mean tyos halliburton has been insanely good but i Still think they're over 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 kicking their coverage a little bit there. I don't think they're this good, um, but everybody below them, I expect them to kind of stay where they are. I mean, the Chicago Bulls should stay somewhere in the play-in. Uh, it's up to the fan base and the front office of how they, how how important how valuable do they think that pick is that they're going to lose to Orlando? Like, is it worth being a fringe playoff team if that means sacrificing that pick? And have you already have you already gotten to the point where you've won too many games? 
to fall back down into what would be need to be a top four pick in this year's draft with the landscape of the NBA right now with the Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, and Charlotte Hornets all having all having under eleven wins. I I think almost feel like they've already passed the threshold where they've won almost too many games now to even consider blowing it up. I don't know if you I don't know if you agree with that or not, but like it's like we, we you got three teams that don't even have eleven wins yet. Like I said in the group chat the other day, like can you imagine a duo of Winbanyana and Lamelo Ball? Like that would be disgusting. Yeah. That would like that would be absolutely the uh, move. That would be disgusting. Um. And again, like it's just like the NFL with uh, with the Houston Texans. They didn't give a damn about that. Like the players want to win. <laughs> Yep. Players want to win. <laughs> and not to mention, like, players, yeah, they're going to want to – they don't give a damn about your future draft picks. Like, they're they're trying to hit incentives. You know NBA contracts are fully guaranteed. Um, they want to hit incentives. They want to get their money because there's no guarantee they're ever going to be on the roster long enough to play with whoever you get as yeah. that first overall pick. Uh, the Bulls right now have the – what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eleventh worth record in the NBA right now. So they'd have to somehow get into the top four in order to keep that pick. I, in my opinion, I think they've—I think they're too far gone. I think they've won and, too many games now to even consider I, it. And I don't see Charlotte or Detroit or, or the Spurs, who have the, the fourth Spurs, be, or, or, or the fourth worst record in the NBA right now, ripping off nine straight wins. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't see it either. So I, you know, we'll talk about the Bulls, you know, because we are—we're both Chicago Bulls fans. We talk about the Chicago Bulls a lot on this show. Um, so yeah, continue checking us out. The Chicago Bulls, I think they're somewhere in between, you know, this team they've been as opposed to the team that they were the first 30 games. They're probably somewhere in the middle. Talk about them because the national media just doesn't want to. Like it's just LA this, LA that, and every now and again a Brooklyn topic. So yeah. Uh moving on, speaking of Brooklyn. The Durantula sideline, man. I, I missed that nickname, the Durantula. I, I had originally, I had the Slim Reaper in there, but I know Kevin Wright doesn't like that nickname, so I figured we probably shouldn't use it. Uh, but the Durantula I sideline. I, would, I don't know. I would rather be called Slim Reaper than Durantula. Oh, dude, the Durantula is fire, dude. It's a great nickname. I'm I love not, the Durantula. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, like, me personally, if I was Kevin Durant, Slim Reaper, like, yeah. That's sad. Like, yeah, I, I just know. I just I had it originally. I just know he doesn't like that nickname. Um, so you know, uh, but yeah, this is eerily similar to what happened to the Brooklyn Nets last season, if you remember correctly. Uh, as I go through the graphic here, Kevin Durant left Sunday's game in the third quarter against the Heat with a knee injury. Uh, the injury looked terrible. Um, I, I really thought he might have done some serious damage. Uh, diagnosed with isolated MCL sprain. Expected to be reevaluated in two weeks. Woj and Hot Woj, as a Woj bomb, said he's expected to miss a month of action. Uh, currently, Kevin Durant, 29.7, 6.7 points, 5.3 assists. The Nets have won 13 of their last 14 games, and they're currently 27 and 13, the second seed in the Eastern Conference. If you remember, the date was January 15th last year, when the Nets were 27 and 15, second seed in the East. Kevin Durant has a meniscus sprain. Misses the next 21 games. The Nets go 5-16 and 16 in that 21 games. Um, they end up as the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference with a record of 40-38. and 38. How do the Nets keep the ship afloat this season so they don't waste the season like they did last year? Um, because that was – and they also remember they had to bring Kyrie Irving back in a limited basis. 
Um, he basically was only allowed to play road games. Uh, they have Kyrie Irving back at this point. Um, but how did the Nets keep this ship afloat and as to not let this fall apart like he did last year? There is Kevin Kyrie Irving's back, right? It's and, he, and he's back full time. It's not a limited basis. There's no, there's no drama. There's none of that. Like they can just literally just play ball. They can just hoop. They ain't got to do none of that. Like it's just obviously thirty points a game. Basically, that's thirty. That's yeah. That, that's Kevin Durant. Thirty points a game. Easily replaced. And you, you can't just look down the bench and say, "All right, it's your turn. Give, <laughs> give, it's your turn. Give me 30. Like, no, like they, they can't do that. But well, I mean, that's I think that's you know, it's nice that this team has some depth right now. I mean, T.J. Warren can come in and get you some baskets. Um, you know, Patty Mills can play on reduced, increased role there. Um, but they have Cam Thomas. That's, who, okay, that's who where I was super, going. Super good in the summer league. Hasn't played much this season. I think the firecracker that is Cam Thomas can definitely utilize this opportunity. And, like, I hate that. Like, it, I, I hate that it takes a player. I mean, but sometimes that's, that's, that's what happens, right? A player gets injured, and that opens up a role for another player. So, like, he can use this to show Jacques Vaughn, hey, I should be playing all the time, not just when the player gets hurt and so on and so forth. Um, I know this is a tall task, but you have to ask Ben Simmons to score more. You, or or yeah. at least be more aggressive on offense. Or be, he's be very... right. Be more, yeah, because you, they're going to they're gonna have to run a lot of stuff through him um, in order to replace – the 30 points per game because it's already placing 30 points per game from Kevin Durant. There's like it's <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> like that, that. That that doesn't exist. Like, you look at even on the roster, if you look at it, there's nobody who was like, Oh, yeah, this guy can give me 30 points. It's going to be have to be like a different guy every night. It's going to be have, like you know, have a Cam Thomas night where he kind of blows up a Seth Curry night, it's a, a Patty Mills night where those guys all take turns, kind of sort of being the guy that replaces the output that you get from Kevin Durant. On top of that, they have to become a much better defensive team because if you're not going to have 30 points in your scoring, you have to limit the amount of Other points scoring. you're going to give up. Right. Yeah. And, and they don't exactly have, you know, lockdown defenders on their roster outside well, of Ben Simmons and Nicholas Claxton. And Royce O'Neal is a pretty and, good and defender, Royce O'Neal Royce can be um, – that's, yeah, that's the word I'm using. He, he can be a new – It's true. I mean, Seth is basically an offensive player. Uh, Patty Mills is a strictly offensive player. He's kind of fallen out of the rotation a little bit, actually. Uh, hasn't played that much lately. Me, here's the thing. I don't even think it matters how good of a defensive possession that they have. We see the Achilles heel of the Brooklyn Nets, and they just get obliterated on the boards. Yep. They get they get killed on like, even I, when I they ha, even when they have Kevin Durant healthy they just don't like Nicholas Claxton might be the, the thinnest center in the NBA uh, uh, until Wimbayana comes over. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, but but seriously like like, like this guy he, he's six eleven dude he weighs the same amount I do at two fifteen he's got a foot on me <laughs> and like so you, you got like the game against the Bulls is a perfect example right like they had 
possessions, they had defensive possessions where, yeah, they missed the shot, but offensive rebound. They get doubled up in the rebound so much. It's like, ah. Uh, so like, that's why I'm hoping Boogie Cousins is a name that they, you know, trot back out. Because even if Boogie Cousins, like, don't if, – if he can get 10 and 8, that's great because, like, he, he's not just somebody that you can just throw around. Nick Classic can get moved off the spot. Like, he can get boxed out. He can get bodied up. He can just get tossed around like a ragdoll. You ain't tossing Boogie Cousins like a that's ragdoll. That's, that, that's just not happening. So, like, can, can, can Kyrie Irving go nuclear? Can Kyrie Irving for I mean, a – for sure can, can. Can Kyrie Irving for a month? Not be Kyrie Irving. Can Kyrie Irving become Uncle Drew for a month? He don't need to be like he needs to be. He needs to be Uncle Drew for a whole month. That's what we. That's what the Nets are asking him to do. So, and to your point, like we already know what Kyrie Irving is gonna do. Like we 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 know what Kyrie Irving is gonna give us. It's just he can't have too many. Five or eighteen shooting nights, right? Because if he has an off night, then it's really, hey man, we in trouble. Yeah. Tonight. So yeah, the, like for the first time since he's probably been in Brooklyn, like the pressure is going to be solely on Kyrie Irving. Like he's going to be have to be the guy that facilitates all their offense and creates everything off the dribble, off the bounce. I mean, yeah, because he doesn't have that other guy to basically take the load off him. He's going to have to shoulder all of that. The only thing that I worry about now is because you know Kyrie Irving's had a, a you know. A long history of just being injured on occasion, and so I would worry about his usage rate going way up and him suffering some sort of injury. But I, you know, obviously, I don't wish that. But I, I do think they have to be careful with the minutes that he plays. Falling apart right now. They are just letting Washington run them this third quarter. But it yeah, is. What it is what it is. Um, that's why you play four quarters and not three. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be tough. I I, um, I forgot the next. I think ESPN pulled up there like because they asked the same question, right? ESPN pulled up their next stretch of games. I, I got I got it right. I got it in front of me. Actually, I can do that right now. It's a second, it's a it's a tough little stretch, ain't it? Like it's a or it could be potentially. I mean, yeah. I mean, every. I mean, if y'all do your best player, I mean, any team you're going to be playing in the NBA is going to be difficult. Um, so their next stretch. So they got Boston, they got Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Phoenix, Utah, Golden State, Philadelphia, Detroit, New York. That's actually not that bad. They 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 should win. They should. They'll probably lose to Boston. Uh, they should beat Oklahoma City. They should beat San Antonio. They'll probably they should beat Phoenix and Utah. Uh, I think they'll lose to Golden State. They'll lose to Philadelphia. They'll beat Detroit. They'll beat New York. They'll beat the Lakers. And then they got Boston again. And that's not even the the month being up. Like, if we continue, if let's say he misses a legit month, and we're talking about all the way to February 13th, um, they got the Boston Celtics again, the Wizards, the Clippers, Phoenix, the Bulls, the Sixers, and the Knicks. His potential return date would be February 15th. Uh, the game before the All-Star break uh, against the Miami Heat. I actually imagine they'll just keep him out up until after the All-Star break. All-Star break, yeah. Yeah, that would give him that would give him basically six weeks to recover from this injury. Um, and how many games is that in between? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So 18 games between now and the All-Star break. If the Brooklyn Nets, if the Brooklyn Nets can win 10 of those, I think they'll be okay. I think if they well, obviously in situations like that, um situation is with with the with the with the teams that you listed that they have to play the goal in that is 500 right like 18 games like if 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 kevin durant is out that long the only tough ones like you said boston yeah you talking you talking be tough i'm not gonna sit here and say sit here and act like okc is a is a walk in the park because they're not so like that's three tough teams right there and that game is in Utah. That's a tough game. It's uh yeah, that's a in tough Utah. game, bro. In Utah, it's a tough place to play. At the Mormons, uh, yeah, that's a tough crowd to play in front. Izzy knows all about the Mormons in Utah. Next subject, before I say something that gets kicked off. Yeah, moving on. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the All Star break, let's talk about All Star voting results. So, ironically enough, Kevin Durant leads all players in the Eastern Conference uh, with like 3 million votes. He's just a little bit ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, LeBron obviously leads everybody in the West by quite a big margin. Uh, Steph Curry is the only one that's even remotely close. Um, And then Curry obviously leading guard in the West. Kyrie Irving leading guard in the East. Uh, If you don't already know, fans account for 50%. Current players account for 25 and the media accounts for 25. Yeah, that's 100%. Um, looking at the first returns, I think this is the first fan returns. This was released uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe in a week ago or so. Um, anything surprising to you uh, about this fan return so far? Like you look at, you go to the guards on both sides, you look at who holds the number nine slots <laughs> on both, in both the East and the West. Uh, I look like you know me. I love Derrick Rose. I love Derrick Rose. Right. Derrick Rose isn't an all-star. Like, he's not even playing. Um, Austin Reeves is <laughs> I, I, who knows, dude? I mean, not an all-star. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got more votes than Chris Paul right now. I, I, knew, I do know they take players off of the ballot if they get hurt. Um, so, uh, But Austin Reeves, I, I also on the other side in the front court on the, on the Eastern Conference, Paul Brancaro at number eight, like that, like he's not an all-star. I mean, he's had a solid rookie season, but the fact that people in, in Orlando are getting behind him like this, I love to see stuff like that. Like it just baffles me that like, Chicago has not a single player, top three media market in the United States, you know, all the population through the wazoo. And you can't get DeMar DeRozan, in the top, or DeMar DeRozan uh, is in the top 10, but you can't get Zach Levine. You can't get anyone else in the top 10. That's the issue. That's the issue I have with that. So like, you go to the voting on NBA.com, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, like they're both guards. DeMar DeRozan is not a guard, not anymore. Yeah, he, 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 for sure, he plays, he plays forward, power forward, small forward for them. Remember last year, remember when they first signed him, I said he'd be playing a lot of a lot of power forward? And you got, I was like, yeah, and he has played a lot of power forward actually for the Chicago Bulls this season and last season. Oh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan's not a guard. Like the fact that he's, he's still listed as a guard. So and I'm, I'm and I'm literally looking at I'm I'm not Lamelo Ball hasn't been playing so Zach Levine should literally be right there. Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is not playing. Zach Levine should be right there. I'm not like I don't get it. Like and to your point, the that's this is why I say we have the worst fan base in sports. 
right? And so instead of showing your support to these guys, it's up, blowing up. He sucks. He's not worth this money. He's not like, and yeah, and you wonder why free agents don't want to come here. You wonder why. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, um, and then Kyle Kuzma in the top seven. I mean, that's pretty shocking to me. Um, but yeah, I the thing is, so if I was, so I think the guard, the guards is really tough in the Western Conference. Like those, like first four guys are all playing having seasons worthy of being a starter, um, but they're just they're just bottlenecked and like that the positions are so over overpopulated by good players that you just can't like popularity. Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, nobody's gonna touch them. <laughs> no one's gonna touch that. Um, it's and I, I'd like to see Laurie Market at number seven to see the Jazz fans get behind him because they never did in Chicago. Nope, they couldn't <laughs> wait for him to get gone. And it's true. Now look, he's tearing apart. And he's what do you have a forty-seven piece against us when he got play, came back? Seven dunks. Seven. Yeah, he had like seven seven dunks, including one nasty one over Vucevic, which no, I, I'm not even mad about, bro. Like, just keep hoping. But he I mean, should be. If, I mean, if you if you play basketball and you play at that level, somebody's eventually going to get you like that. Look, it just happens. Like you, you, you don't get dunked on. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the All Star Game is reminder in Utah this year, and we we legit thought that Utah was not going to have any All Star, any 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 anything, and they're going to have an All Star this year. They're going to have an All Star this year, and Larry marketing. You love the see. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I know, maybe. He's going to make it. He might not be a – I'm not saying he's going to be a starter. I'm just saying he's going to be an all-star. We'll see. Um, he's gonna, I, I could see a scenario where he doesn't make it. Especially if Utah continues to lose games the way they have over the last, you know, handful of weeks. And, again, this is why I say fans shouldn't have as much say as they do, like – the media and the players, especially the players. So I think I really think the players should have more, more say over this I, stuff. I I, they, I agree with you, and I also disagree with you. So this is a game for the fans. It's their game. They come like uh, they complain so about if, it, and if, and the if they. Yeah, sure. They don't like the fact that no defense is played during it, but it really is a, a game for the fans because the players, they don't really care that much about it. That's why nobody plays defense or nobody cares about it. I do think the Kobe rules made it better last season, the last two years. Um, definitely has made it a better product to watch um, with that, you know, kind of like that gym aspect where you play to a certain number. I just like that. That takes me back to like when I like hooping like at, the gym whenever the Y or whatever and it's the game for the fans if they want to see the players that they want to see that's who they that should be the who has to say there no but again, I, I do think it's crazy when they, they used to have it fans had 100% of the vote and Yao Ming got in all the year every year and he like basically never played like outside of like the first two like he was a top yeah, vote yeah. getter yeah so uh, he was a top like he like he surpassed Shaq in votes that one year. I think it was like his first year, like his rookie year. Um, yeah, I mean that's I mean Tyrus Halliburton I think should be higher than eight, but you know that's another difficult position. The guard position in the Eastern Conference is full of good players. So it's like, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, same thing with the forward position in the Eastern Conference. Kevin Durant, Giannis. I mean, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Pascal Siakam. All have had so, so, all-star worthy about seasons. That, like somebody, like, and when, when you talk KD 
MB and Tatum, somebody's gonna be somebody's not gonna get named a starter in that situation. Like somebody's well, gonna based be, on the voting right now, even though they do have days where your vote counts like three times as much as before, um, I, I, Giannis, uh, Tatum is gonna end up being the odd man out. You think so? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I guess it depends on how the how I mean they if they weigh the season that I mean Giannis the Bucks have kind of slid a little bit here I think they've lost their five and seven in the last twelve games uh, I know they have they're dealing with injuries galore and Giannis has been really good in that stretch but yeah they haven't won that many games um, I I don't know I, if I had to pick one of those four guys that I think thought was going to miss the, being a starter in the All Star game it's Jason Tatum I don't know. I think because he's not playing right now, it's probably going to be Kevin Durant. And I think Kevin Durant will—I I think Kevin Durant will still get voted in, regardless. As a starter, yes. Like we ain't talking like like I don't know. I think I think because he's out because that's like that's the conundrum that that it is. It's like we already know. Like we saw it years ago, right? Like I think it, it was when um what you call it like when Steph missed all that time. Like when the Warriors had that that. That yeah. bad two year stretch, and we're like, it opened up a bunch of roster, a bunch, it opened up a couple all star slots. And we like, well, we already know that if X player was playing, that would be his, and so on and so forth. Well, I, I still think Kevin Durant will get voted an all star starter because he's earned that, but I don't think he'll play in the game. And somebody, probably Jason Tatum, will be, will t- be his replacement. Um, but that's something to figure out down the line. We'll get out, we'll get back to that when we get to it. Let's switch focus from the all star game. The Goat Talk. If you're new to this show, obviously this is where we shine some light on some players that necessarily didn't get the shine while they're in the National Basketball Association. And we put them head-to-head against each other. Uh, and if also, if you know the player before uh, for TJ reveals it, you can put it in the comments section as we got three people watching the show right now. So thank you very much for checking us out here at Prime Sports World. Uh, let's go, TJ. Also, I got something fun for us after this. Player one was drafted second overall in 2001, but he never played for him. Okay. Who, who was he drafted by? Oh, sorry. He, he was drafted by the Clippers, but never played for him. Okay. 2001 to 2020. So long, long career. Very long career. Um, these are the teams he played for. Lakers, Suns, Knicks, Mavericks twice, Bobcats, Hornets, Bulls. Okay. Uh, TJ, if you're talking right now, I can't, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. I can't hear you at all now. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. So the last thing I got was uh, the team. So Lakers, Suns, Knicks, Mavericks, Bulls, and Hornets. <clears throat> uh, it does seem like TJ's having a little bit of connection issues. Um, 
It's okay, TJ. We'll just we'll just save this go talk for uh, next week. Um, let me uh, let, let's switch gears a little bit here. Uh, remember that game I showed you uh, last week, right? Or a couple weeks ago, that Pertle game. You remember that? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll save your go talk. You're breaking up a little bit there, and so we'll just save it. Uh, remember, so this Pertle game is super fun. If you have not played it, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, I will be extremely disappointed in you, TJ. If you do not get this player on the first try, are you ready? Are you seeing my screen right now? No. But yeah, if you have not played this game before, this Pertle game, it is the most fun you can have. If you're a really big basketball fan, it is the most fun you can have. Um, it's every so there's a new one every day. It's necessarily similar to that Wordle. Um, you basically guess the player, and then it gives you how close you were on certain stuff. Um, and then you basically, yeah, you try to guess the NBA player. Um, welcome back into the show, TJ. Welcome back into the show, TJ. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. All right, you ready? Fine, sure. Okay. So remember Pertle? I told you about Pertle. Anyways, so if you can, if you did not get this player on the first try, once I show you the silhouette, I will be very disappointed in you. Okay. This is the silhouette of the player. Do you know who it is? DJ, you there? I'm looking, trying to figure this out. All right. By the silhouette. Yeah, by the silhouette. Do you know who this player is? By Just by the picture. It's a current NBA player. And uh, for our people watching the show, if you know who this is, uh, just by the silhouette, take a guess in the comments section. TJ, do you have a guess? Oh, yeah, so I can hear you now. Go ahead. Is that Taj Gibson? It is Taj Gibson, man. I, I did this at work today, and I, I was like, man. So I've had two that I got in the first try. The one was DeJounte Murray, and the other was Taj freaking Gibson, dude. I'm like, I saw them put the silhouette. I'm like, that's Taj freaking Gibson. Like, <laughs> shout out to Taj Gibson, man. Underrated player all time, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, this is what – but this is what Portal is. It's a fun game. Uh, I highly recommend it if you got some free time. Uh, check it out every day. It's you can play a different one every single day. Um, my apologies, TJ. I don't know what's going on with your connection, man. We'll we'll get it fixed. Uh, we'll share your. We'll do your go talk. We'll do two go talks next week. I'll have one. You'll have one. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, but yeah, this has been the crossover. Uh, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. I've been David Huffman. My co-host right there is Mr. TJ Hopkins. Uh, and if you missed us live, you can also watch us on Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, and then Apple. 
Apple Mute Podcast, whatever one it is. So okay. check us out over there as well. Uh, this has been Who Are the Chicago Bulls crossover. And TJ, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow when me and TJ are going to be breaking down uh, who we think is going to be raising the Vince Lombardi trophy uh, in bracket style. Uh, also, we're going to give you our last predictions on who's going to win the various awards in the NFL. So keep an eye out for that content. I'm David Uppen. That's TJ. We'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy.